Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Oh, oh, didn't see you guys there. Sorry. Just uh, enjoying the spring, which has finally decided to show its face in Middle Tennessee. How are you guys doing? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host. This and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, guys. And we are honored to have a really special guest today. Someone who we've actually um, we've wanted to have on our show for a long time because... In the creative community of Nashville, anytime her name comes up, people's face just changes to smiles. The energy gets light. People love her. Everybody loves her. Her name is Nikki Bloom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you've heard her. And if you haven't, you're going to love her. Nikki Bloom. An incredible talent, guys. I mean, she's had a prolific, prolific career, guys. She is from San Francisco. She's been in... Um, in, in Nashville for for half a decade now and her music career really I mean it she it began in you know the, the San Francisco neighborhood of Cow Hollow she recorded two solo albums and uh, she's also co-founded uh, Nikki Bloom and the, and the and the Gramblers a band that uh, performed their own music made a lot of hits uh, including the Hall & Oates classic I Can Go For That uh, they covered it which became like a, a really special special hit for them as well uh, they toured internationally. Uh, Nikki, Nikki's basically a stud. Every you know, creatively, she's absolutely a powerhouse, guys. And then, uh, this is her second solo album, and it is absolutely incredible. It's called Avondale Drive. It's out June, June third. The first album is out. The first single is out now. It's called Love to Spare, and man, it's it's just like I haven't I haven't heard someone just be so authentic with her emotions and put them in a way that connects to a mass audience in a long, long time. It, it reminds me of like Patty Loveless, Casey Musgraves, you know, Rose and Cash, that kind of stuff. She's absolutely incredible. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, she's played with Bob Weir. She's uh, super, uh, you know, with, with the Grateful Dead and, and the Deadhead culture. She's super into it. She's, um, you know, she's played with many luminaries, many legends because everybody loves Nikki Bloom and we are honored to have her. So, guys, check her out. Her album is out June, June 3rd, Avondale Drive. Um, check her out on tour. I'm sure she's going to be touring. Her website is Nikki Bloom, N-I-C-K-I-B-L-U-H-M.com. And without further ado, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Nikki Bloom. Nikki Bloom. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. A true pleasure and honor to have you on. I mean, we have many mutual friends here in Nashville, Nikki, and uh, every time your name is mentioned, people's face just lights up. It's like the best. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter where you where you are or who you're with. Um, I mean, and we celebrate, of course, your whole career. The share visual album and uh, the beat goes on. And now your new solo album, Avondale Drive, out June 3rd, which is so damn good, by the way. Thank so you. damn good. And as someone divorced myself, it just like in the best way, in the best freaking way. I loved it. Well, good, good. That's the whole the whole goal is connection. That's so. the point. Absolutely, Nikki. By the way, what do you have going on? What does Nikki Bloom got going on on a typical mid-April Monday 
you know, what, what's your um, day like? Mid April Monday. Well, I've actually just recently committed to a 30 day yoga morning practice. Okay. So start trying to start the day off with, with some yoga and meditation. Um, it's kind of cold here today. It's like spring yes. in Nashville. There's so many psych outs. So it's like summer's coming. No, we're back in winter. Mm-hmm. Summer's coming. So if it's <laughs> warms up a little bit, I'll probably take the dog for a walk and, um, yeah, just kind of see where the day takes me. Right on, right on Nikki. And you know, the last time we saw you, Nikki, you were uh, in the basement East, uh, weird Al Yankovic, uh, tribute show. And you were dressed up like a, like in a medical outfit, you know, singing like, you know, I, I forgot what song, like, like a surgeon. Like a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. It was like a surgeon, which like is why surgeon. I was wearing, yeah, the last Oh, thing. my God. <laughs> so, so stop, before we get to the new songs and all that, Nikki, like this, like goofy stuff like this creatively, you know, it must be so fun once in a while to just kind of do something like with no stakes, right? Yeah, it really is. And it's fun too, when anything like that happens in Nashville, because um, you know, you get a chance to connect with people in a way that's just kind of fun and light and musical, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, one thing I'm amazed, about, I'm, I'm amazed about you, Nikki, I mean, many things, but I mean, I don't know of many prolific artists who have such great creative career who are able to tap into other people's catalogs, like with such empathy and like precision. And I'll give you an example, like, obviously, you did the share thing. And the Grateful Dead, I mean, you played with, you know, Bob, Bob Weir and all that stuff. Uh, how do you do it, Nikki? I mean, like, how, as an artist, how do you tap into, like, that empathy creatively so well? I think you do it better than almost anyone. Oh, that's really kind. I mean, I've always been a pretty sensitive person. In fact, like, growing up with two older brothers, I, I was often teased for being overly sensitive. Mm. So I think I just, as, as a person have a lot of empathy, I feel a lot. Um, and I, I try to, to, you know, see that as, as a superpower instead of a weakness, which is kind of what I was raised to think was that, you know, the goal was to like buck up and, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I think there's a place and time for that. But I also think that being sensitive and having empathy can, can serve you. And especially in music, you know, or art, I think that that is a superpower because you're able to, you know, feel your own emotions and then also, you know, consider what it might be like to be in somebody else's shoes. Um, Yeah. You know, and an artist, like Cher or, you know, the Grateful Dead, it's like those songs mean a lot to me and they've been a part of my life, you know? And so I've had my own experiences with them. So when I'm singing those songs, I'm sort of coming at it from my, my own perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why your music, it just hits, uh, yeah, it hits like so like real because you come from that place. And and by the way, I forgot to ask you, like, uh, you know, a couple of years ago you had that, you know, that, that tumor scare. How are you doing? Are you, are you healthy now? Yeah, thank you. I am. That was crazy. Yes. I had a tumor removed in Nashville the night of the tornado, which was kind of a crazy situation, but knock on wood, my health is good at this point in time. Thank you for checking in. It's very Absolutely. Absolutely. Nikki. And, uh, 
you know, Nikki, we've been here in East Nashville. I've been here in, in, in the Gold Champs or in Nashville a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm always curious, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this. I, I feel like there's something special going on here. And, you know, you're obviously, you know, from Cow Hollow in California. And, you know, you're a student really of the Deadhead scene and, and Jefferson Airplane in Seacliff and all that stuff. So, like, am I way off base when I think, Nikki, that, like, creatively, for the creatives here, it's like kind of like a golden era in East Nashville. Am I, am I way off base here? I mean, I don't know. I've only been here for five years. So I feel like I'm probably, you know, I can only give my perspective and which is relatively new. I know that, you know, I think East Nashville in particular has been kind of like bubbling for a long time with creativity and artists long before I got here. So I can only speak to, to the last five years of being here, but I know when I first started to come six years ago before I moved here, um, I came to, to co-write and to write with, with people. My management had set me up and I didn't even really know that that was a thing that people did, you know, like on a, in a scheduled way. Right. Um, and I was really inspired by that and kind of by the functionality and like proficiency and organized way in which people were were writing and so I don't think that there's anything new to Nashville in that way but I do think maybe there's been more of an influx of people here and that's creating sort of this stir of energy yeah um and and turnover and and change so you know I certainly feel really lucky to be here and to be accepted into you know, the folds of Nashville, um, because it is such an established place and has been for so long for music and creativity. Um, but it feels, it feels like an exciting time, especially as we have spring approaching, which I think is the best season here. It's just like the reason I moved here was because (laughs) I first arrived in spring and it was like the birds were chirping and right cherry blossoms were blooming and I mean it's it's a really beautiful place too so yeah yeah it it definitely feels like a very special place and a special time right on well said Nikki so as we transition to the new album here I mean divorce albums man I mean first of all what is it about divorce albums Nikki because you know I don't know about you but after my divorce like albums like you know Avondale Drive just just get different and of course like you know even Starcross from Casey Musgraves or Tunnel of Love from Bruce Springsteen like Mm -hmm. those albums just like they just hit they, they, like it's almost like you gotta go through a divorce in a way to really like speak that language I, am I like is, is this crazy Do you know what I mean yeah I mean I don't associate Avondale Drive with my divorce okay. nearly as much as my last record that was like yeah the divorce record of sort of you know major songs in process and um much more raw like right. there was still a lot of raw edged feelings in my last record to rise. You got to fall and Avondale drive to me feels like it's still processing, but it's certainly more, uh, it's softer. Yeah. It's more playful. I think there's more humor in it. Um, and there's like, a yeah, different like wheels rolling. Yeah. Like wheels rolling. It's just like super you know? playful. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, you know, for me, writing songs is process and it is kind of like unteasing and unpacking these experiences that I've had and trying to put language to to my feelings so that I can kind of move on, you know? Um, 
but certainly there's, you know, Interise, You Gotta Fall, which I consider really my divorce record. There is a lot more um, unprocessed raw feelings. And here it's like a song like um, Juniper Woodsmoke or, you know, The Leaving Me is the Loving Thing to Do. It's yeah. like I can so come to, from that place of hurt and kind of see it with more compassion. I've processed it more. I've gone to therapy. I can kind of take like credit for my own part in that conflict. And it's a different, it's a different place coming at it from a different place, a more processed place, a more compassionate place, a less, you know, reactive place. Totally. I think totally. is, is more the vibe of, of Avondale drive. Yeah. Yeah, and loving me is the right thing to do. By the way, Nikki, we were just uh, last week. Our mutual friend Maggie Rose was performing at, uh, at the Opry, Loretta Lynn's 90th birthday, and it just like got me there. Like it just has like a Loretta Lynn vibe to it. It's just so beautiful. But anyway, I digress. Sweet Surrender. Gotta tell you about Sweet Surrender. Oh my God, Nikki Bloom. Like what a song. Like the lyrics in this song. Every line is like, like you know, like my chills have chills. You know, every morning you get to begin again and then the whole thing, you know, only in a dark sky can you find the darkest, star, like the shiniest stars. Unbelievable. A song like this, Nikki. Like, first of all, are you like, like you are aware of how good it is, right? Oh, I mean, I think. Every, I know it's a weird question, but I like, think every writer is like, oh, that could have been better. Or, oh, God. You know, but but no, I mean, for me, that song was was really just, you know, something I needed to to write and get on paper because I, I mean I remember it was like summer of 2020 and I was just really feeling idle and I had a lot of ruminating thoughts and I couldn't really like do anything or be proactive or productive just because of the state of the world and the way that music was at the time and I felt really um like I didn't have control and I wrote that song to really like address my own feelings in that moment of like, there's nothing you can do. You need to chill out. You need to accept things the way they are. And you need to get off the hamster wheel of your ruminating mind. So, yeah. you know, a song like that was like one of those necessary, uh, you know, exercises I had to do at that point in time to kind of talk myself off off the own, my own ledge. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. Absolutely. No, it makes total sense. And thank you for your time. And, you know, I know you got a lot going on. Let me ask you about feel and I'll let you uh, get on with your day, Nikki, because I mean, love that funk, first of all, in that song. I mean, you make emotional pain kind of danceable and fun, if you will. But, but all kidding aside, you know, when these crappy emotions that we all have and you share them in your music, like when your state goes into like a dark, gray place, how do you how do you change your state, Nikki? Um, you know, because it seems like in this album you snap out of it. Like you you go there and you show us that you're there, but you snap back out into a positive state. How do you do that in, in your life, Nikki? I mean, going back to the beginning of our conversation, yoga, meditation, walks with the dog, like yeah. there's so many ways for me to like touch back down to earth. Um because, you know, the one of the best things about getting older is like you do have more perspective in life and you know that nothing's going to last forever. I mean, that's really what feel was a product of. It was like feeling 
you know, really bad during the time that I was writing it and just trusting and knowing that everything's temporary, mm. you know, like nothing lasts, nothing sticks. And as you get older, you understand the patterns of yourself more and you understand that like, okay, I don't feel great right now. I know this isn't going to last forever. I know the tools that I have in my toolbox to help me get out of this, whether it's meditation or yoga or walking, calling a friend, you know, there are things that I know work for me, music, writing, um, and that's kind of what helps me move along. So yeah, and it doesn't, you know, hurt that Carl Denson added his, his great melodic horn playing and right. Um, yeah, it is. It did turn out to be a fun song. I love it. I love it, Nikki. Well, you've said it all for today. I mean, what an album. Comes out June 3rd, and uh, we can't wait to see it live. I think we're going to cross paths in a few festivals. We're covering Bristol, one of them. But all uh, kidding aside, yeah, all kidding aside, what a fantastic album. Congratulations, Nikki. I think, I think it's your career highlight thus far, personally, my little two cents. And we look forward to crossing paths with you. Thank you for thank your time, you Nikki. Thank you so much. Yes, anytime. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.